0: Wake up to a new morning, pop in a little nostalgia. Just be kind and listen to the rewind.
1: Ah, it's coming to the end, Keenan. I know, I
0: know, I know. Like, it's been a long road, but we've been through it. We've had some ups. We've had some downs, and those tech issues, Mm. Almost got us. Almost got us. But we turned it around. Yeah. We are still standing. Yes. <laughs> so on this episode of the Rewind Podcast, we're covering the season seven penultimate episode. Um End of Days. It was written by Jane Espenson and Douglas Petrie, directed by Marita Grabiec, and I Probably mispronounced that, uh, and it, the original air date was May thirteenth, two thousand three. I was trying earlier today to remember, like, what was I doing? I was just about to ask you, what
1: were you doing? Oh god! Oh god! In, in like summer two thousand three. Summer two thousand three. Or oh is that gosh. still oh considered gosh, oh spring? Gosh. That's like the end of the school school year. I was
0: probably still working at the movie theater yeah 2003 yeah i think i was like just working at the movie theater and going to the local community college very boring
1: i was coming to the end of my freshman year of high school (laughs) oh (laughs) little baby jonah little baby freshman jonah (laughs)
0: 2003 oh yes i was definitely in college by that point in time oh wow what a time (laughs) my stars so everybody since we're jumping so far down in the episode list you know we're not gonna leave you hanging i wrote out some points that i'll go through with jonah and uh he will chime in if there are some things that we need to like expound upon or, you know, if I miss anything. So, everyone, school is back in session. That's right. Sunnydale High has been rebuilt by, I'm assuming, Xander's construction firm because he is, like, actively working and, like, walking around with
1: blueprints at the school. And I'm like, Xander is the boss
0: right now.
1: Yeah, it is. It's Xander's uh, construction company I think it's responsible for. He's, like, a contractor person, right? Like, and yeah. he's... Uh... His company's responsible for their rebuilding, which is funny to me because in the first episode, the floor of the bathroom falls through. <laughs> and the, Don and the other students fall through the floor. Yes. And I'm like, what? No, but like when he when he like
0: walk when he sees it later in the episode, he goes, "Ooh, contracting goodness!"
1: Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, wait, I don't know if you should be excited about seeing right. it all on the floor that the school that you rebuilt, you just rebuilt
0: okay so y'all like right off the bat like you heard us say like don and these other kids fall through the floor in the first episode like literally she gets crazy right off the bat because the hell mouth is percolating okay <laughs> like it, it is red it is it's bubbling right up and ready to pop and somehow buffy gets a job at the
1: high school wasn't even trying <laughs> she was. what she was just loitering around the high school right she's just hanging around yes. and she's like i'm gonna see what kind of shit's gonna go down because she knows it's sitting on a hell mouth some shit's gonna go down so she's she's right. hanging out watching for it and principal yes. would just hand her a job like hey since you're here all the time anyway
0: <laughs> right so and of course i totally forgot to mention that dawn is starting high school so this like this is why buffy's at the high school because Dawn starting
1: high school it really year. is kind of a beautiful like well beautiful the strong word but like it's a, an interesting full circle kind yes. of moment because you know like Dawn starting her first year of high, which feels like she should have already done that right I don't mm-hmm. know I guess it depends on the school but yeah, she already felt like she was in high school to me. So yeah. yeah, so
0: maybe she was like right in junior high. But I was a little upset because I feel like this was their uh, like her friend Janice that they were always talking about, I'm gonna go stay at Janice's or blah 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 blah. This was their opportunity for us to meet Janice. Because I don't think we've ever met Janice.
1: I thought Janice was the one played by uh Amber Tamblin in that one episode I don't with. the Amber Tamlin is an uh, old girl from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, John of Arcadia. Nope. Why am I not nope. surprised you haven't seen any of this? Oh my god. I can't, I can't <laughs> anyway, she was in the episode where they go out on the dates with the vampire boys.
0: Is that was that Janice?
1: I thought that was Janice. so we've
0: only, we've only met two of her friends, and it's that girl and then the the one-time black girl from uh The Body. So, anyways, that's that's like a little nitpicky thing or whatever. I'm I i do not care. But yes, so we're at the high school. Stuff is stuff is getting crazy, like spikes living in the basement of the school. <laughs> Craziness. So the season has everything. Everybody, we have ghosts. We have a gnarly flesh eating demon. There's a sleeper agent spike, reformed vengeance demon uber vamps and the first freaking evil that we saw way back in season three
1: uh right yeah i think it was season three
0: yeah season three like he tries to get angel to kill himself jenna how do you feel about the first evil as like
1: the final big bad yes i think it's I think it's pretty appropriate. I Mm -hmm. was thinking Mm -hmm. about it earlier today and I was like, you know, that was pretty interesting because that was such a, that's such a big claim to be the first evil. That's such a big claim. And so they only, we only saw it the one time in season three with angel and you really never see it anymore and mm-hmm. that's such a big mm-hmm. claim for it to only have been a one and done kind of thing in one single episode so i'm so glad that they decided to bring it back and actually make it the big bad of yeah se- season seven and rub the you know the se- series finale um mm-hmm. i think it's pretty appropriate i i was into the first evil as the final villain
0: i loved it and i also love that they mentioned that like Buffy, Buffy coming back allowed for the first to come back. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, did we have anyone else coming back from the dead? Like Angel came back from a hell dimension, so he came back from the dead. I don't think anyone else dies and comes back.
1: I don't recall either. But the thing I like about the first is that it allowed the show to bring back some of our old favorite villains mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. mayor and glory yes and and, and then there's miss calendar which i don't know if they brought back miss calendar this season but they definitely used her in season before, three. i think yeah they used her in season three but i don't
0: Yo, oh, I didn't. And even Buffy, think
1: about- Buffy got to play like Sarah Michelle Gillard got to play villain in this season too because because she had been dead before the first, the first, first was form. able to take her yes. form and so that was a very interesting dynamic I thought and I really enjoyed it so it was so fun to yeah. see her go back and forth with herself and Sarah Michelle plays a really like fun villain I thought. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, she does. Let's let's not forget about. Catherine and in cruel intentions
1: mm-hmm. she's
0: such a oh god love her and in cruel intentions
1: i really want to see i was oh speaking of, i was so looking forward to you know they were supposed to reboot well not reboot that but turn it into a series a few years back oh, and yeah, Sarah michelle geller had turned uh signed on for it and it never got made they were just about they either had started shooting the pilot or they were just about to but for some reason it got the plug got pulled on it and I'm like oh to see Sarah Michelle Gellar playing that role again it just uh it was was an interesting uh plot line too but maybe one day Hmm. one day but uh, the last thing I'll say about
0: the first that I really love is like just how insidious he was there's a storyline where he he is has infiltrated the, like, the house and is living in the house as one of the potentials. When they find out there's a potential that has been trying to get to Sunnydale, when they find the body of this potential, it's the person that had been living in the house.
1: Who do you think it takes the form on the most in the series? I feel like it's probably
0: Buffy. Buffy, yeah i feel like we've seen it as buffy more than any anything that seemed to be the go-to that was i feel like that also got the most out of caleb who uh everyone caleb is nathan filion he shows up this dude is like strong as fuck he is a preacher man He is super toxic masculine. I was like, is this like a precursor to the Proud Boys? He is (laughs) gross and he hates women.
1: The first Proud Boy. (laughs) Probably (laughs) probably not the (laughs) first. Probably Um, one of
0: many. (laughs) But Nathan Filiant does such a great job with this character. And the fight scenes with Buffy are really, really brutal.
1: And oftentimes I'm like, Buffy! Okay, but let's not give Caleb too much credit because I feel like Caleb's really not that strong without the first influence. Well, yeah, like, the first and em- is he's em- the first embodies him or like they merge
0: somehow. Yes, and he is infused with like this power.
1: Right. So I that's like an, that's an of interesting. That, he's just another ass- asshole. Well, I <laughs>
0: would I would love to know more about that.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that that's, too. I, that's just... I was like I really would want to know more about that backstory. Like what brought him and the first together like it because the way he describes it, it's like they he had been essentially worshiping the first or following the first for years right right so he has a story
0: uh and i th- i think there's an episode where he kind of like breaks down and did we mention he's he calls- a preacher <laughs> <laughs> i think i may have called him a preacher man but i didn't say like no like this dude's wearing a collar and everything mm-hmm
1: yeah, he was a he was a preacher like even when before when he because he would murder girls who would yes. he would lure in with the uh, Jesus. <laughs> he was luring folks in
0: with Jesus and taking out women because he is a gross toxic man.
1: He hates women.
0: <sighs> so gross. But let's talk about a uh, powerful as fuck, strong woman, Willow. After we last saw her, she was the big bad and she let it go and she has all this power in her and Giles took her to England where she worked with the coven to kind of like balance out her power. And she makes her way back to Sunnydale. She We see her struggle with magic throughout this season where if like a spell is a little too strong or goes south.
1: Her eyes go black. Like her
0: (laughs) eyes go black. There was one scene where, like, her hair goes black. We get some really, uh, we get a really good backstory for Anya. We get um, more story about Spike. I think this is really outside of Hush. The first time we see the residents of Sunnydale
1: reacting to what's going on, it it was very apocalyptic. The reaction Mm -hmm. and and this at this point in season seven at the end like everybody's getting the hell out of dodge even the like, demons <laughs> yes
0: that scene with Clem when they were saying goodbye and the way Clem said goodbye to Buffy it was
1: just like I'm never gonna see you again yeah <laughs> but he kept was- trying to be like a super like supportive but also he's like maybe you should get out of town for this <laughs> yes <one." laughs> oh I love Clem Clem sounds so much like Plem. That's so funny. <laughs> and he really kind of looks like Ph. <laughs> like yes. a walking glob of phlegm. Ew.
0: <laughs> yes. And so right up until like we are about to hit the episode, end of days, um, we there's like a coup, and Buffy leads him into a battle. Asses are kicked, a few girls die there's a coup, and they put Faith in charge. I didn't mention this earlier, Faith is back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's had all kinds of redemption stories on Angel. She's been in prison, and I, what they got her out of prison to come back to Sunnydale, right? Yeah. Like,
1: And it's a very different version of the Faith that we last saw on Buffy, for sure. Yes. And even the the Faith that we last saw on, on Angel, like, she, she is... Good now, and she wants mm-hmm. to do good, and she wants to help, and and she really, really isn't coming in to try to take over like she was coming in to to, yeah. to help kick ass. But but then everybody decided that Buffy had bad judgment uh, with leading the girls into a trap, and it just wasn't that black and white, I don't think. But they ended up kicking her out of the house, like Dawn literally kicked her out of the house. Oh, yeah, I was so pissed that episode pisses me off like it's so frustrating to watch i'm like really everyone's turning on her (laughs) i have mixed feelings about that
0: episode i i always have had mixed because i definitely see where they're all coming from but i was like damn don that was kind of that was deep yeah that cut
1: that cut right oh my god that, so, I think that's what I was more pissed at. I think I understood where people were coming from the, the most part, but the people who were closest to her, I felt like should have gave her more of a break, like especially her sister. I'm like, was this after
0: they removed Spike's chip, right? Oh yeah. Okay, I think that that at that point in time, it was when people were like, "Is she? Is she
1: okay?" <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point i can see because they didn't because i think giles like she butted heads with giles quite a bit throughout the season particularly over that matter with her decision Mm -hmm. to um to have the initiative or the the good old boys of the initiative remove uh spike's chip and they didn't understand why she was doing that And, and and in her
0: defense they conspired to kill spike behind her back yeah like <laughs> Giles and the principal, because Spike killed the principal's mom, who was a Slayer from the seventies. It's
1: the it's the Slayer he stole his infamous long, like leather jacket from. Yes, which was such a twisted little like token of that. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah. And isn't scene, there a scene storyline. where there's a scene where Principal Wood is like, "Nice coat, where did you get it?" And he was like, "New York." Mm -hmm. I think he said New York 70s. I can't remember if he threw in a time stamp or not. Oh, that was good. Also, Sidebar had the best pitch for a Buffyverse anthology series. Okay. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay. Each season is the story of a different Slayer. Throughout history. Throughout history. (gasps) Ooh, I would be so down for that. So you can be anywhere. You can tell any story anywhere. Think of like just the representation aspects of that
1: alone. Yeah, I like that. I I would be just as into that as I would be like rebooting the series with a brand new Slayer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like because at some point you could ultimately take it to like one of the potentials who have become a Slayer. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> but oh like this whole podcast is a spoiler okay yeah I mean clearly
0: I mean this show is like 20 plus years old so I mean I don't I don't feel that bad
1: right. I don't
0: feel that bad
1: we do try to leave some systems for you right now and then some of that slips through <laughs> Oh, okay, so shall we move on into yeah. End of Days?
0: Yeah, so Jonah, why don't you give us a little synopsis, and we'll start the app
1: My pleasure. So, in this episode, End of Days, Buffy finds an ancient Sith in the cave, and faces Scythe. off... Sith? Scythe? Scythe. Is it Scythe? Scythe. Sith. Sith, Scythe. Okay. Scythe. Scythe. <laughs> Okay, right, because it's spelled, like, weird. That is it's, not how I picture a scythe spelled like.
0: The only reason I know it is because I'm a Greek nerd, and that is what uh, I, I believe the Kronos, the god of time, carried a scythe.
1: Oh, God. And they say that word so many times in these last two episodes.
0: But they say, I like, still... they go, they say, sigh, sigh. Every time they say it, they say it just like that.
1: And I'm like, why are you moaning it? Okay, no. Delete (laughs) all this. Delete all this. Uh, Okay, back up. Rewind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so in this episode, End of Days, Buffy finds an ancient scythe in the cave and faces off with Caleb. And an old ally returns to Sunnydale to help. Okay, Keenan, you ready?
0: Yes, I'm so ready. One, two, three, play. Oh my God. So she rolls in and there is this bomb ass axe looking situation.
1: Oh, it is shimmery red and silver with a like stake at the end. Yes. And it's like on the other.
0: Yeah, it's like chrome. I'm like this is supposed to be some ancient weapon but I'm like where did these modern as fuck. (laughs) Yes. But like when she picks it up she immediately like knows that this is for her. And this is some sacred weapon. The, well, and the whole
1: thing was like caleb didn't think that she could pick it up because caleb was like what what was it that he said i totally missed it I was so oh, bas- well, the ba-
0: basically uh it, it was in stone it, it was she fucking and i think she even used the word like she king arthur'd it out of the rock mm-hmm. and there are other similarities to um that arthurian legend thing with um damn Excalibur because it was like the singing sword so whenever it swung it was like e, e. and you could when they fight with the scythe it does the same thing the, yeah oh my god yeah. it
1: does do the same thing
0: yeah it's it's very oh, like our theory yeah it's very the nerd in me was like oh
1: my god
0: yeah it was
1: great I love this scene so much she puts a heart in well no she really doesn't put a heart in on him as much in this in this scene but definitely yeah. in this late this episode later on
0: mm-hmm. yes it's so good mm-hmm. so <laughs> he's so nervous. like nervous <laughs> you could tell he's he nervous he's backing away but he's still like you don't know what you have and you just a simple girl and it's a dad and i talk about like this
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, the first is over in the corner, like, let her go, Caleb. And Caleb's like, no, 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 no. and she's like, I said, let her go. <laughs> yeah, because she and, knows, and she all can the can while, ass, the first ass, is fine. appearing
0: as Buffy. Yes,
1: and this is the first time that Buffy really notices or sees the first in that form because she's looking as though yes. she can see it,
0: right? Well, you know, I don't know where this came from. But for a while, I thought the first could only appear to one person at a time. I don't know where that came from. That was clearly proven (laughs) wrong (laughs) Uh, with the, like, the the dead girl.
1: The dead potential, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. Okay, so in the previous episode, I said Faith let the girls into a trap. So they thought they were going in to find the sacred weapon
1: yeah, like a like an armory full of like hidden armory full of weapons, and I did find a bunch of weapons, but they were planted there by the um, bringers, the bringers, the ones with no yeah. eyes. Yeah, and it turned out to be a bomb.
0: Yeah, there was a big ass bomb, and so at this point in the show, there's a group of potentials that we've come to love, one of which is redhead Felicia Day. Yes, um,
1: Felicia Day, like that we know from Supernatural and mm-hmm. some other places. I can't remember right now. Um, Kennedy is
0: uh, Willow's girlfriend. There is they're, a trick from the
1: Heroes is one of the potentials.
0: Um, they're pulling Faith out of the water.
1: Yeah, Faith is totally unconscious. It's just the girls now who are trying to figure their way out of this demolished it looks underground like, bunker situation. Or yeah,
0: something. it looks like an old sewage area or something where there's like electrical cables running, but they, they're kind of cornered and what they end up running into, well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. They're mm-hmm. climbing over fallen pipes and rubble and stuff trying to get out. Look at them working together. Y'all, they have been training all season. Mm-hmm. They, like, those training montages were always so fun. Well, not training montage. There was no training montage, but just like, when you see them in formation and uh, all this stuff.
1: Moment, Oh, this moment, where, oh, Ubermunt, an Uber An Ubermamp appears just as they're climbing over the uh because so, you're like where the fuck did he come from
0: right
1: <laughs> it really catches like, you off guard
0: hmm and then kennedy's like ready to get him
1: yeah kennedy ain't scared of nothing not scared at all meanwhile back at the house there's lighter <laughs> imagery of like giles and the other potentials and andrew like rummaging through debbie kinks yes ex. Those those cakes that, I've, oh, they look so good. And then the Scooby gang strolls in and they realize that Faith and the girls aren't back yet.
0: I can't, they were out looking for Buffy, right? Who are they out looking for?
1: I don't, you know, I can't remember. I don't know that they were out looking for Buffy because they had kicked her out, right? So... Hmm. I don't They were doing something, I forget
0: Yeah, they were out doing, yeah Oh well, womp womp (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I love that Oh, did another one come from behind?
1: Yeah, like there's two At least two now at this point Or is there three? Now there's three, what the fuck Oh my god and oh, thought- then they grabbed
0: like one girl, and then I was like, we, you look at the crowd, and you're like, oh, I've never seen this one before. No, they got her.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Okay, one- I keep getting a flash, and we're probably going to have to rewind at some point when we're done recording, just to confirm, but I keep getting a flash of one of the potentials who looks a lot like uh, Hippolyta from Lovecraft Country. Hmm. I, I've seen her twice already. I'm getting, but they don't show, they don't keep it on her for very long, but it looks just like her.
0: Well, the only, the only black girl I've seen is Rona and that's, she's from Weeds.
1: Yeah, no, there's definitely, it's someone else. See, she was at the end there. Like she, there's someone like her right on the other side of Felicia Day's character. Huh. I'm like, what? The ladders, that's you? So while we were gabbing, Buffy just dropped in just in the nick of time and slayed the fuck out of the Uber Vamps with the brand new shiny... uh, sigh. Sigh.
0: (laughs) They, When I say it on the show, it's almost like they are moaning it. They're like, it's a sigh," And I'm like, what? Who? Who? who?" Get the fuck (laughs) out. It's very funny. I'm like, what the fuck? These are the things that make me laugh. Just so they're, they're, so they're rushing sure. Faith upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is, you know, completely unconscious, and they're asking Buffy about the <laughs> side.
1: They're asking Buffy if she's if she's back now, like. And then they try they just throw faith on the bus, like, yeah, she was just not what we needed. She led us into a trap. And and Buffy's like, hold up, guys. It's not her fault. It was a trap. (laughs) Just like it was my fault before when y'all kicked my ass out of my own house. (laughs) And she's like, I guess Uh, I'm not leaving now. And so like she goes and she's like. Going yeah. to help Faith
0: and I do love that. There's one that keeps saying we're we're being punished. This we got punished for kicking Buffy out.
1: Mm.
0: Oh Faith, Faith in another coma.
1: I was just thinking. I was thinking that like when I was rewatching it a while back, and I was like, "Oh, her in these comas." <laughs>
0: Giles loves that weapon. He is yeah. just like, oh, this is ingenious. And he's swinging it. <laughs> so I can only see, like, because you... He was like, you can kill them three ways, but I can only see two.
1: That's what I kept trying to figure out. I was like, okay, what is, what is the other way? I'm, I feel like I'm missing... I'm
0: something. like, is, is there, like, a sword... Blade underneath the stake, but that doesn't seem right. It's
1: talking about at the other end of the side where it's a pointy, (laughs) like you see how it's like a pointy, pointed at the end, and you could probably like slit a throat or two. But that's an axe. That's the axe. That's one. Like you have the axe situation in the stake. Yeah, that's it. It seemed like one thing to me, but yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so now they have, they're going they're going in a research mode to see if they can figure out what um what the scythe is and who made it where it came from. I love <laughs> they
1: have wooden spoons um as splints for legs. <laughs> and this scene where Aya is like tending to a, an injured potential and she's drinking the alcohol they're supposed to be using for to sterilize the wounds. And she's like, come on, what does it really matter? And he's like, hmm, good point. <laughs> and then she just, Jalz knows his single malt antiseptics. <laughs> and, and, and
0: we probably so also he- need to point out, because the last time they saw Andrew, he was a villain. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Andrew's had a little bit of an arc himself. Like, Returning. he was uh, the first tricked him into killing Jonathan, which opened the seal where the Uber vamps came from. Uh, he ended up with the the Slayer gang, I guess they decided to protect him after they he was their hostage for a hot minute. And then he said, I'm their guestage.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he ended up like becoming a member of the gang mm-hmm. not intentionally on their part. like he just kind of like <laughs> yeah. made himself at home.
0: <laughs> but what you get are some really fun fun scenes with him and Anya. Uh, And at this point, uh, they've decided to go to the hospital to raid for uh, medical equipment.
1: I love that scene so much. I love it so much. So now in the kitchen, we see Buffy talking to Xander about something. Xander is like resistant to a request that she's asked. We don't get to see about what the request is, but He's like basically saying, "I feel like it, you're putting me out the pasture." Like when a cow gets old, and <laughs> loses an eye, or yeah. its ability to be milked. Because, <laughs> uh, like, oh yeah, did we not tell? We didn't. Yeah, tell that I right. completely
0: forgot to mention old old preacher loses, Caleb. Yeah, yeah. loses Pre- an
1: eye to Caleb.
0: Yeah, he like pokes it out, y'all. He like you see
1: it straight he, up gouges. The
0: scream that was a blood curdling scream. He did.
1: I, oh my God. So convincing. I, I was like, Xander! And then it's like, I just always thought I would be there with you, you know, for the end. And then Buffy gives him a look. She's <laughs> like, hey. it's like, well, now that this is the end. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so it's, Oh, I I don't know. How would you handle something like that? Like, if you know, like, okay, one of your friends has been injured, who's, like, always in the battle, and then, like, your younger sibling is there. Like, I feel like I would have said, listen, get her out of here.
1: Sidebar, is this the year of the blue jean? Because they're both wearing blue jean jackets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was going on in 2003 that, like, denim was the thing?
1: don't know but her blue jean jacket looks way cuter than his.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah it does. I think his is supposed to be like a shirt. It's a pearl snap shirt. Um, It is a long sleeve denim pearl snap shirt. I would have and it's not it's not something we would see Xander in but it would have been cuter if it was like buttoned with a few buttons undone up top.
1: Yeah. He wears big baggyer mm-hmm. clothes in the later seasons. So, so now we see Giles and Willow upstairs. They've she's been doing research. They've both been doing research all day and haven't really gotten anywhere with it to figure out where the scythe comes from.
0: And so that's like she's going through some of these different axes that she's found on a website. And she's like, well, this could be it. And she's like, oh, nope, this is used to kill children. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> uh, and so they come across at some point, like some symbol.
1: It is refreshing to see Willow back in like computer research mode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to like magic, you know, dark arts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Research mode. Well, it was great. Like the episode where she came back with the gnarl, like her investigating, you know, doing all the stuff to to help find it. I thought it was really cool to see her doing all that. And she was like, I had to do everything the slow way.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Giles actually tries to encourage her to tap into magic to figure out what the sack is all about, but she's she's just really standoffish about it yeah it's almost like they forgot like what magic led her to
0: before (laughs) right and just in the last uh, a couple episodes ago whenever um buffy went and talked to i guess the people who were the original watchers basically that put the that gave us the slayer history Like Willow went dark and absorbed magic from two people to open the portal to get Buffy back. You know, so she's still a little shaken. Right. That was an interesting point with her relationship with Kennedy because Kennedy was like, well, I knew, but I didn't know Mm -hmm. But they got over it. So here we're back on the website and they find a symbol and then Giles, Giles does that thing that he does where he's like, hmm, I'm starting to remember something.
1: <laughs> Conveniently.
0: <laughs> um, And he just kind of like goes through some thoughts and he talks it out. And... Here it goes. Yeah, so they're working it out right now. I'm not going to go through the details. Not even going to um, attempt oh, oh, to try <laughs> to describe. Um, yeah, but they—I think they're learning that it's just something that is old and pre-Christian, and now they have to find—I guess—find that symbol and yada yada yada.
1: He says the scythe is the symbol of death. Okay. Yeah, so now so, you have Xander and Dawn outside rummaging through the car. It's all a ploy. As we're about yeah. to find out, Xander asked Dawn to help him find something in the car. There's a reason. And that's where we find out what Buffy's request was earlier.
0: Yes. And so let me tell you the first time I ever watched this episode, me and my best friend Jessica, like we were watching it. And when it gets to the scene, we are immediately uneasy about everything because we're like, the first is getting everybody <laughs> the first. <laughs> oh, my God, it feels like what's going to happen is taking forever to get here. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm Man, like, I don't
1: remember this conversation being this long. It's
0: so long, people. I'm so sorry. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. They're blah.
1: casually talking, and now Dawn is in front of, with her back turned to Xander, mm-hmm. like, rattling all about something, and then she turns around, and he grabs her. And, and he, he chloroforms her. Chloroforms her. So sketchy.
0: And so me and Jessica are, like, freaking out. Right. Because they're thinking and it's and the then,
1: first, right? Yes,
0: and then they immediately, like, do that thing that all the shows were doing at the time that I brought up on that, on <laughs> the Cancel cast the other episode where I was like, they scowl at the camera when someone's evil, or they want you to think they're evil, like they'll do a tight shot on their face and they're like, scowling.
1: But I just then, made Zander a face. Wasn't
0: he did. He scowled. They did a close-up scowl on his really, face. I
1: wouldn't call it a scowl. I would call it more like a oh, this was stressful. Like, No, I, that was a I, menacing I didn't do look. This. I didn't feel like it was menacing. I felt like it was more like oh, I, was... I
0: read it to be menacing. That's funny.
1: <laughs> You're so cynical, Kenan.
0: Yes. <laughs> so this is where we see, actually we talked about this when we were talking about Caleb earlier, but this is where we Find out that Caleb is infused by the first. They're talking about how he's getting weak, and they're saying it's it's been some time. And Caleb's like, "This is a a religious experience for me. It's all very crazy." He doesn't even want her talking because he hates women so much, and it's a religious religious experience
1: for him. Oh, this makes me get it's
0: icky. It's icky. But Nathan Filion with those bangs and all could get <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: bangs. Uh,
0: I, this, am, this I was, am the humble servant.
1: I <laughs> that face. <laughs> oh, that was a straight up orgasm face. That was his old face. Uh,
0: which I think was the point. Yeah. Oh, and he has that, like, deep, I'm possessed voice now.
1: And with the black eyes. Okay, so now it comes to Faith. She's woken up. Oh, oh woken up? Awakened? Whatever. And she's, <laughs> she's holding the scythe. <laughs> and, and she's like, it's strong. And it feels like, like it's mine. And then she says, which must mean that it's yours. <laughs> and <laughs> then yeah. go saying that back to Buffy.
0: But you know what I love about Buffy and Faith now is that they, I noticed when I was watching this earlier, is that they they are very upfront about the things that caused the drama before, because they talked about what made one jealous. They actually like talked about their, their shit, which like when they were much younger and still in high school, They were just, like, bitter.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's, I feel, I liken it to sort of how whenever you were friends with someone before and you had a falling out with, maybe you were friends with someone at high school you had a falling out with, and then the two of you link up later in life, and then you're sort of, like, you just put it all out on the table, and you're like, you know, this is why, this is where I was coming from back then, and, yeah, I I feel like it's one of those kind of relationships. Yeah, it's
0: definitely, like, we've grown up, and we can discuss shit. But I, I feel like it. it's
1: also, like, it's become a sisterhood of Slayers at this point, because then you have the, the potential star in there, and everybody has the common enemy, you know? Yeah. There's no, there's not, like, much room for <laughs> other drama.
0: We just found out that she... Well, this is Buffy
1: just found out that she slept with Principal Wood. <laughs> Which was a hot sex scene. <laughs> so
0: These are two very gorgeous people. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, this is where they talk about the jealousy.
1: Yeah. She's talking about... I think she's empathizing now with Buffy in a way she's never been able to because mm-hmm. she was thrust into that leader po- leadership position she did not want. And that's where Buffy's always been. And she's like, you know, I kind of get it now. They're all looking for me to save their lives and I'm just trying to like, <laughs> you know, do <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> right. But that's the price of being the Slayer. It's
1: a... Uh... Oh, Ugh. she makes an interesting point. She's like, maybe that's why we can never get along is because there's only supposed to be one Slayer and we weren't supposed to exist together. Faith says that I feel like it's very insightful for Faith. Yeah. She's come a long way. Yes. But I even
0: even when they started getting along, Buffy and Kendra, I feel like they worked well together for like the two seconds <laughs> that yeah. we had, Kendra. You know, like they <laughs> they kind of bickered at the very beginning, but then it was right. <laughs> no wonder you died.
1: Mm-hmm. Old oh, Spike, wherever mm-hmm. the ride or die. I know. She's showing off her brand new fancy weapon, to mm-hmm. him now. It's
0: like she has not put it down, which I wouldn't either.
1: She didn't let it get out of her sight. She's like, I fought too hard. I lost too damn much for this.
0: Mm hmm. Well then it's like the only thing that can really stake a Uber Vamp properly. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, but then we see later it seems oddly easier for them to stake them in that final fight scene than they could before. That's interesting to me.
0: So I think that they didn't have the strength then to do it.
1: I don't know. I feel like, I mean, like, it was hard for Buffy in the beginning to do it, too. Like, it's, they, they tell you, they make a point to explain right that the, the uber vamps are made differently from regular vampires. Mm-hmm. They have a harder exterior, so it's harder to, to kill them with the regular yeah. steak, but you know. What is that,
0: the sternum? The sternum is, like, steel, I think is what they said. But they're probably, you can probably, and you probably still see it, but it would have been interesting if they could go up into the side. That was, like, from a blade thing. There was, like, on one of the, I think it was, like, on the third blade, they had, like, a mutated vampire that you had to stake by coming through the side.
1: Hmm. Seems like a lot of (laughs) work. Well, if you can't get to
0: it that way, you gotta go through it Where all the fleshiness is, but we're missing this, I guess, very important conversation. Oh, yeah,
1: where Spike's like all pouting and he's about to leave and Bubby's like, dummy, don't you see? Like, you're the reason that I have this thing in the first place is because of the strength that you gave me last night when we were all cuddly cuddly and you were telling me what an amazing woman I was that I was able to go out and find this thing this weapon that now could be the very key to our winning this whole thing right it's a very sweet little moment between the two of them where they're not like overtly like mushy but like she's giving him credit that he wasn't yeah. like recognizing before and and they kind of like do this little dance about like what the night before meant when they were they spent the night together but didn't get intimate they just laid together in bed and oh it was so sweet just cuddle yeah i loved it and then that was also an episode where you saw like flashes of everyone else having uh-huh. I mean, sex but they're the the only ones who weren't yeah <laughs> they were just being together you know and i love that so much
0: i wonder if i wonder if giles called up all olivia it was like hey you wanna come down <laughs> <laughs> the world the world is ending can you catch a flight
1: I would not be catching a flight fight no uh, <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm like, you don't have to come to me, sir. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Olivia. So Spike says this thing, were you there with me? And Bubby says, I was. And he says, what does that mean? And she says, I don't know. Does it have to mean something? And then he says, no. Not right now. And he says, maybe when, and she's like, no, let's just, or no, he says, no, let's just leave it. And says, we'll go be heroes. I, I always try to figure out what that scene meant exactly, that dialogue between the two of them, like, what did that mean? Were you there with me? And she says, I was.
0: Wait. What were they talking about before the that? night
1: before? Like they were talking about the, the spending the night together.
0: Yes, I was thinking about this earlier, and I. I don't know. I don't so know.
1: Now we have Anya and Andrew. Ooh. They've gone on their own little side mission to the hospital to get more first aid supplies for the injured um, potentials. And the whole time when I first watched this uh episode, I was thinking something's gonna go awry, like the bringers yeah, are gonna like, get them. Something's gonna
0: get um, yeah. Like,
1: it really kind of makes you feel like that's gonna happen all the like, the whole time.
0: hmm But I really love their fucking uh foreshadowing speech. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and the like, my, I always ends up with the best monologues. Like she has mm-hmm. this whole little thing where she's talking about like why she's not taking off this time, like she has done before for apocalypses. And Andrew asks her, "Well, what's different?" And she's like, "Well, I guess I was kind of new to being around humans before, but now I've seen a lot more. I've gotten to know people, seen what they're capable of, and I guess I just realized how amazingly." screwed up they all are (laughs) (laughs) i mean really really screwed up in a monumental fashion i love that
0: yeah she's great
1: they have no purpose that unites them they just drift around blundering through life until they die which they know is coming yet every single one of them is surprised when it happens to them they're incapable of thinking about what they want beyond the moment they kill each other which is clearly insane and yet, here's the thing, and this is my favorite part: when it's something that really matters, they fight. I mean, they're lame morons for fighting, but they do. They never, they never quit. And she says, "So I guess I will keep fighting too." And then Andrew's like, "That was kind of beautiful." <laughs> She's like, he's like, you love humans. She's like, I do not. <laughs> it's like, yes, you do. You I love do, them.
0: <laughs> I do love that she. I'm like, but you started out like you were a demon for a very long time. But you started out as a human. I can understand, like, maybe forgetting certain things about being human. I don't know. It, that that's all interesting. I to think. Me. Yeah,
1: that was. I've always gone back and forth on it because I'm like. Oh, that seems like an inconsistency because she started out as a human but I guess hundreds and hundreds of years of not being a human and only like maybe 20 something of them you have spent as a human mm-hmm. like it's probably said that she's yeah. forgotten how to be one especially back in a time when yeah. that was so different.
0: When they, when they first brought her up and she was like oh I'm 1120 years old I always just assumed that she became a demon at 20 but also she was in high school and I feel like there was something about being stuck at the age of 17 or something I don't know
1: yeah I I recall what you're talking about yeah
0: okay so Buffy's
1: going I never quite
0: understood I guess this is the temple where like that they
1: researched, is. like, yeah, Willow and Giles I think, researched and found this like old pagan temple that Buffy shows up at.
0: That's just conveniently hiding out in this uh, unexplored corner of Sunnydale, I'm assuming.
1: Uh, yeah, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> like, how many unexplored corners of Sunnydale are there left at this point, <laughs> seven years in? I was like, oh, yeah, there's some, there's like
0: a a ISIS symbol. Is that an, Oh, the goddess Isis, I, I don't, I can't remember what that, what it was over the door, but it was something that's very not anything native Californian.
1: So now you have this, like, woman who comes out who, like, she gives me some kind of vibes, but I cannot, I don't know why, what kind of vibes she gives me, but it's like some kind of like ancient witchy. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, well. I'm, I'm a seer, you know, she's like, I'm the wise seer and I'm coming to tell you all the things. Mm-hmm. And now I'll give you the exposition dump of all yeah. the things. Yeah. And so she goes back and she explains what she says. Aren't they essentially like people that watch over the watchers or were supposed yes. to watch over the
1: watchers? Yes.
0: And this is a group of women that control the watchers but it's Which
1: i love that mm-hmm. to think of all this time the watchers bosses were women
0: <laughs> but i'm in like i'm like did the watchers get the better end of the stick because she's hanging out <laughs> in this temple and they had a nice office building in right. england like
1: well um now they're ash because they well, yeah they did blow up, up. She doesn't end up with a much better deal on a few minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, so she's explaining.
1: She's explaining literally yeah. what Keenan just said regarding, yeah. like the watchers. Yeah. And so Buffy's like, mate, so what are you?" And she says, "Guardians. They're guardians. Women who want to help and protect you."
0: So I do like, for- where they they the hell have y'all been?
1: They forged the scythe centuries ago halfway around the world.
0: Hmm. So they put it right there. That's the
1: last pure demon that walked upon the earth, the rest were already driven under. And then there were men here, and then there were monks, and then there was a town, and then there was you. And the sky, the shit, the scythe. <laughs> The South remains. I'm going to say that wrong until the day I die.
0: It's very funny. So they They hit to. So I want to know more about them. Like, where have you been? What have you been doing? Are you the one sending Buffy the Visions? That's Mm headcanon. They send Buffy the Visions.
1: Uh. She says, "One way or another, it can only mean an end is truly near." And then Caleb, Caleb reaches out begins. from behind the curtain and just snaps her neck. Which is like she just She's like came- I'm sorry. Did she say the end is near or here?
0: <laughs> I'm like, y- you just came from. He came from where she was.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess he snuck in somehow.
0: I, I, that always confused me. I'm like, didn't she just come from there? So was he just always back there? And she didn't see him? Your guardian lady. I don't know.
1: I hate this scene with Xander and Dawn. I feel like it's so poorly acted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to put it out there. I feel like it's terribly acted by Michelle It Plattberg. is
0: very funny to me when she fucking tases him. <laughs> That is funny. Like, she pulls a straight-up
1: Veronica Mars. Like, where the girl? Where'd you get that taser? Right? Walking around Sunnydale tasing vampires and demons.
0: I was <laughs> like, please have, like, let us, at some point in time in an episode before, let us know she had a taser. Like, it was a funny thing, but I think it would have been really funny if they'd referenced it before and then mm-hmm. she just tased him again. And, like, you knew that was a... It she was wasn't like she didn't even
1: reading the letter that Buffy she... left for her. She was Buffy like, low. "Nope." She's like, "No, we ain't doing this again." <laughs> you already gave me one pretty speech before you sacrificed your life for me. We ain't doing another. <laughs> but it was just super fucking casual. She's like, "I read this letter." <laughs> yeah. Also, how did how was she able to break the car when she's still sitting on the other side? Like, I don't know. I just did not like the same. <laughs> it's upsetting. <laughs> That that switch over
0: happened really fast.
1: I know, that's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) She probably pulled the emergency brake.
1: Anyway, back to Buffy and Caleb. Caleb They're fighting. fighting. They're full-on fighting now. He's trying to take that uh, battle axe situation from her and she ain't having it. (laughs) I'm just gonna call it battle axe because the real name's fucking me up. (sighs) Like,
0: it's so good. This fight, oh, the punches like oh everything just you can feel it it hurts
1: yeah because he is fully imbued with
0: are his, his eyes silver. still black
1: no but he oh. is throwing Buffy around there's face.
0: also a lot of wire fighting in this season like all those yeah. jumps you see the uber vamps do some of those jumps
1: yeah, and you know, you really have to give it up to Sarah Michelle Gellar because she she always did a lot of her own stunts. I remember reading that as a kid in a Buffy book that I bought about the show and I remember reading how she she had said in an interview that she did a lot of her own stunts and you can see that in mm-hmm. like a lot of these where it shows her face. Yeah. But, I mean, she they a—they use stunt doubles a lot, too. And oh, pretty yeah, pretty obvious. Yes.
0: <laughs> she, you can't have them do everything. Like, it would be a liability. Right. You know? Oh, oh, God. I remember that. Anytime someone lands on their back, I'm just like, oh. I know.
1: Oh, and he just throws her against a oh. column, and the column moves. And it's like, ah! That's going to hurt tomorrow.
0: <laughs> and then he picks up He's her about side. to give,
1: like, the coup de grace. And right about now... Angel! Angel! Shows up. Angel oh. shows up. Oh. Oh, and the Those way he eyes. looks after he punches the fuck out of Caleb. Uh, and he says, you look good. And she says, you look timely. <laughs> <laughs> and also good. <laughs> uh God, I oh. love that jawline. But she like, she
0: just like, she's like, I got this. Mm-hmm. And he just steps to the side and it's so great. Cause he's like, You're gonna lose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like, You're so gonna lose.
0: <laughs> he's, oh God, he loves her. It's, but she goes to it because now she's like, Oh, I'm about to show my out.
1: my baby. <laughs> Watch it. Yes. No, I'm gonna. But then she quickly gets like...
0: He gets a good...
1: He gets up her hand a little bit. It pissed me off when he like grabs the scythe and like shoves it into the wall. And I'm like, okay, he's playing a little too rough with the scythe and he's gonna fuck around mm-hmm. and break it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So here, right here. she So she slices him in the stomach.
1: Uh-huh. Ooh, slices him good. It is
0: season seven. At this point, you know, cut off the head. I don't care what yes. it is. I don't care what it is right cut off the head
1: yeah cut it off or or at least we need to see him fall like totally split open like like two halves like she should have like slid the axe right through him and he should have been cut in half but but she
0: just gave him a belly wound
1: it's making out with angel now
0: and then you see spike in the background
1: and then the first and <laughs> in the first says that bitch. <laughs> cut that's uh, it and uh, i don't even know where to start <laughs> i'm I so bad to- i wanted the rest of this caleb fight ah no I know no it's like because you really they really in the episode I get like oh he, he's done for except the real fans know mm-mm. Mm-mm,
0: mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's mm-mm. nobody cut off anybody's head <laughs> you don't turn your back
1: also. don't turn
0: your back right like that's the thing that gets on every show they'll like they think they got the killer or they think they got the whoever and then they turn their back and go do something else I'm like Whatever you have to do after that, be positioned to see the body. Don't turn your back on anything.
1: This next one's a good one. I'm so excited, but it's also very bittersweet.
0: It is. It is. Alrighty, Jonah, how do you feel?
1: I feel like that woke me up, and now I don't know how I'm going to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) i like, I... I know, I know. It's like, because We, you know, like I'm sure people realize we record these at night, and I'm like wide awake. I always get super, like, empowered by season seven. I've always told you this. Like, I season seven Mm -hmm. is my Mm go-to season when I am feeling really low and down and defeated by life or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And I go and I watch it because there's so many moments in this season where, like, Buffy or the potentials, like, the gang gets their ass handed to them, and they. They just rise up. They they end up standing in the end, and I don't know. It's just very empowering to watch. I just I just love it so much. What about you? How are you feeling as we uh, close out end of days and about to go into Chosen? So, I rewatched. I
0: finished the season this morning, and I forgot how good this series finale is not only did I forget how good it is but I forgot how like feel good it was there mm. which I, of course I'm not going to talk about them now we'll talk about it next week but there are a couple of moments where I had tears and they were like very cathartic they're like oh this feels so good to just get these tears out and I'm crying and you know like this this moment in the show is going down and I'm just smiling I feel like I flew through this season faster than any of the others. And I have always said that um, once you get to Conversations with Dead People, which is one of my favorite episodes, it is just like every it shit gets real from there. And it's just a roller coaster from Conversations with Dead People. And yeah. I feel like once you hit that episode, which is early, it's like episode
1: seven?
0: Yeah, it's episode seven. And from seven to 22, you're like,
1: fuck! Yeah. development Everything- after development.
0: <laughs> yes, everything's going down. Oh, my sorry. Jonah, is there a character in this episode that, like, popped out at you?
1: Um i think i would have to give it to i feel like it's on the nose but i feel like i have to give it to buffy coming in and just kicking ass with that scythe man like she's just Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. she has been empowered herself with that new weapon like it's so very obvious like i feel like there's a mystical energy that it gives off and you can really tell like she she came from being so defeated like emotionally and physically in the previous episode to now like being encouraged by um spike to go and seek out this thing that she had this instinct about and then when she finds it like she it's it's no holds back so i'm like for me it's that she's the standout in this one as she should be
0: yeah i think i think buffy is pretty much gonna dominate like standing out for these last two episodes.
1: Yeah. However, I do have to say Willow comes through in a very particular yes. moment that is pivotal to the, the story. Yeah, the, to that everything. Episode. Oh, mm-hmm. to everything.
0: Yo, next week, oh my god, I'm probably just going to be like screaming and <laughs> uh, crying and just like, ah! so i'll i'll apologize now
1: okay so meanwhile keenan what some current tv you're watching these days so i have put a hold on the
0: vampire diaries because let me tell you rage watching something is stressful i really just i was like if i could get to those seasons without elena i'll be good but it's just let me so tell you, much. it
1: has become a point where I'm really concerned about your hatred for that character. <laughs> I'm like, She's so Are bad. you going to send Nina DeBrev anthrax at some point? Because no, I it- would never
0: do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would more likely send like crazy letters to the writers with like cut out things to be like, why <laughs> did you do this to your viewers? Like, She's the letters. worst. Yes. <laughs>
1: That they'll never get.
0: (laughs) Nina Dobrev's character in this show was the worst.
1: You know, I finished Vampire Diaries and I just, it it, it did not, I just, mm -mm, I just couldn't. It, It was definitely one of those shows where the first few episodes were, like, good. And then after, like, season four or five, it was just, like, I wasn't there for it. I suffered through it
0: was, I mean, you know, I'm just getting through season four, maybe going into five, and I'm telling you, it was bad mm. well before that. <laughs> um, but I have, I, I've been uh, throwing in a little bit of Big Mouth. Have you seen that on Netflix? I have not. It's about, about the kids, like, going through puberty. It is hilarious. Like, they have their hormone monsters. <laughs> and now as they get older, they have introduced a character called the Shame Wizard. And the Shame Wizard is an amazing character. I was like, this is one of the best characters ever written.
1: Is the Shame Wizard that, the one that's voiced by Maya Rudolph?
0: No, she's the one of the hormone monsters, the hormone okay. monstrous. The Shame Monster is played by, give me two shakes, I'll tell you, David Willis. Who his face is super recognizable. He was Sir Patrick on Wonder Woman, the guy that. It, oh, this is a spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen Wonder Woman, the first one. It's the guy that ended up being aries He's he has a voice that's recognizable, and he's probably been on other stuff. Oh, have you seen any of the Harry Potter? The, wow, Harry Potter, Harry,
1: Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> Just for that, I'm leaving in some of your scythe pronunciation.
1: Ah, don't you dare.
0: <laughs> All of it them. It took
1: me four takes.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, who was on Harry Potter. He was Remus Lupin.
1: I don't remember that person either.
0: <laughs> I think Remus was the werewolf guy. But Anyways, the shame wizard was hilarious. Um, and the originals and i love it has not slowed down since episode one
1: we are actually uh taking that ride together
0: yes so jonah was at the tail end of vampire diaries it was like do i need to watch the originals before i watch legacies and i was like i would so you could understand the setup for everything And plus, you know, the originals is just such a good ride. And then I was like, you know what? I got all the original mythology from Vampire Diaries I need. I can put that on hold and we can watch the originals at the same time so that I know what he's seen and I don't spoil anything because my favorite character on this show is a spoiler.
1: That's very generous of you. And I am enjoying like watching this at the same time you're watching it, even though you've already seen, you've seen the whole series already. Yes,
0: yes. And I I probably did not watch one season as it was airing, but I essentially watched all the others as it was on. And in the last season, I watched as it aired. And
1: I have to tell you, like, so I'm realizing I think I've watched the bulk of the first season when it aired. Uh, Because I'm recalling a lot of that, but I am really enjoying the ride so far. I, Mm -hmm. I, I think I like it better than Vampire Diaries, honestly.
0: Oh, hands down. It's so there's much less better. of the
1: sappy romantic stuff. Cause the big thing about Vampire Diaries is like it was, it was like a love story essentially. Uh-huh. Like, and I just wasn't there for that. But with this, there's a lot more of the supernatural stuff, a lot more drama and like mm-hmm. betrayal and all the, yeah. and also the whole mythology with original the originals like not family and then like the whole theme of family it's just Mm -hmm. i'm i really love it and i like the characters too i love rebecca and you know how much i love elijah and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah uh,
0: elijah was good elijah's so good i just got there was an episode maybe right before we started recording where, like, these... uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but, like, words were appearing on his body.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: he was like, Haley, take a list of these names. Shirtless. And I was like, leg up, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> leg yeah. up!
1: Yeah. Like, it was like, oh. <laughs> like, like, was okay, was like
0: there was also this just random scene of Marcel, like... On his balcony with no shirt on, like staring longingly into the night.
1: <laughs> Wait, when was this? I don't remember I miss that. But,
0: yeah, I guess you did.
1: <gasps> no, <laughs> I have to go back and look for that now. Oh, Marcellus, yeah, he's a fine one. Oh my god, he's so beautiful. It's like his smile. Mm-hmm. I literally, it's very weird that I literally like melt through the TV at someone's smile. But his smile is just, yeah. because when he smiles, he smiles a lot with his eyes too. And there's just something really adorable about it. And I just, I'm like, oh, you you could get away with so much, sir. Like mm-hmm. you could get away with so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Do you, hear my,
1: do you hear my pup in the background trying to jump in on the conversation? he's making he's mauling and stuff and whining i don't know why he's doing that because he's been quiet all day but the moment that i record a podcast (laughs) you're
0: clearly not paying any attention
1: to messer at all and messer is like well normally messer doesn't like lately he hasn't needed really much attention because he's just kind of like he's he's been through three surgeries at this point in the past two months he's just like I just want to go one full F and month without my guts getting cut up on. And so just leave me be, let me lay in this corner over here in my bed and just don't bother me. And that's how he's been. Uh, And he's, he's healing for the most part. Everything seems okay for the most part. He does have like a weird incontinence issue right now where he's like wetting himself and he'll wet the bed and like, he'll just be laying in it. And I'm like, that's not his style. He's never done that before. And, but since these surgeries he has, so we're trying to figure out what that's about. But yeah, he's he's annoyed with me, I think, right now. <laughs> because funny. I'm he can tell I'm talking to someone, but he doesn't see anyone. And he's like, okay, why do you keep talking so much, but I don't see anyone.
0: He's like, this bitch is going crazy. <laughs> as long as I'm getting fed, I guess it's okay. I also watched the most recent SNL and there was a skit where they were supposed to be like performing in world war II. Um, well, what were those UFO? Like not UFO, US, <laughs> USO shows, but they were, it was like a talent show. It's supposed to be a talent show on a base. The skit premise was ridiculous and was, but I was cracking up the entire time because it was so ridiculous Kristen Wiig was the host.
1: Was that the one with uh, it was, it's Kristen Wiig and uh, special guest was uh, or maybe host was um, Gal Gal, Gal, Gal. No,
0: Kristen Wiig was the host and the musical guest is Dua Lipa like it's the one that came on Saturday
1: Well they they've been on SNL together there recently right?
0: I don't
1: gal, because there is some- she
0: gal has probably recently hosted and Chris and Wig made a like a cameo because they'll do okay. that, like Maya Rudolph does it all the time. She was on, she was on this one. I was like, I get it must be nice to just be able to pick up a check, or at least I think they would get a check.
1: Well, I think they did that because you know they're promoting Wonder Woman.
0: Well, yeah.
1: And they're in it together because that's when I was like, Oh, like, I didn't realize Kristen like, wasn't the new Wonder Woman. And you were like clearly judging me. And I'm like, Okay, yes. but I don't be following Wonder Woman like you too.
0: No, but like it's literally on everything. It has been like the, you were like, Well, I haven't seen her in any previews. I, I was look, like, look, She is this. in the preview.
1: They, they, and y'all,
0: listen, I sit him So the very first preview, was set to a very like 80s horrific song called, I think it's called Blue Monday. Chris and Wig is all up in that promo.
1: I've never seen it. And
0: Jonah was like, "I didn't know she was in it." And I'm like, "This is not acceptable." I I have talked talked about this movie with
1: her in it this time around because that version was not there before. I'm like, I saw something a while back that did not that preview is
0: like a year old.
1: But no, I I I'm sure probably at some point I did see her and I just I just forgot. But I don't know. It just it was like it really caught me off guard because I I felt like I would have remembered had I did see her because that's such a random like casting. But it's interesting. I'll, I'm really, I'm really here for it. I'm her. very
0: excited to see her as a, uh, a villain.
1: So it's certain that she'll be a villain then.
0: Yeah, she's Cheetah. Her character is Cheetah. It's a, 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 a Wonder Woman villain.
1: Ah, interesting. Yeah,
0: like comic book canon situation. Gotcha. Yeah, they've shown. Bits of her and her costume, but it wasn't finished. So, I'm um, I'm really excited to see the finished product. I've pitched doing a movie review on the other on the Justice League Dark podcast. I was like, she's on the Justice League Dark team in the comics, so I think we should. <laughs> I think we should talk about the Wonder Woman movie. <laughs>
1: well, with that said, we are located on Instagram at the Rewind Podcast and on Twitter at the rewind underscore pod
0: you can check out our website on anchor.fm slash rewind dash podcast you better tell them messer Messer. tell them to go to that website (laughs) everyone messer said go to anchor.fm slash rewind dash podcast to listen to an episode you can send us a message from the website Um, You can also see all the different platforms we're on, whether it be Google Podcasts or Stitcher Radio or Apple Podcasts, we're in many different places. And you can see all of those on our website. If you want to shoot us a little email, you can send us something about one of our canceled cast episodes or tell us about a show you love that was canceled. You can tell us about Buffy and how much you love her. I don't know if you love her as much as we do, but you can try to prove it to us. Mm -hmm. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, we want to hear from you all. And you can find me at the KT Walker on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I have other photography Instagram accounts. There's a link tree on both Twitter and Instagram to take you to those photography accounts. Check them out. And my other podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at JLD Podcast. I ended that weird, like I was gonna continue talking, but You're I'm good. done. <laughs> you know, sorry, I'm leaving this in too because that's crazy.
1: <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Quirky Rider. No, is it the or I don't know? It's not D. It's <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. It's Quirky Rider guy on Twitter or. Adventures of Jonah on Instagram. And with that said, be kind.
0: And please rewind. Goodbye. Just be kind and listen to the rewind.